Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and I was going to record a kind of update because I haven't spoke about the last two shows I've done, but I'm going to be really honest. I'm just heading into another peak week, and you know when your brain just feels like so foggy that you're not... I feel like I'm going to talk about it, and it's not really going to be clear in my head. I'm not going to be able to, like explain things properly and yeah I just thought I'd do something slightly different instead and save that sort of episode till later on <laughs> um, but I hope everyone is good this episode is basically going to be a couple of things I've written down and kind of lessons or kind of lessons maybe wisdoms um or things that I've kind of learned this prep and things that have come really like to the forefront in terms of things that I want to take forward and um, potentially things that might help you guys and girls if you're heading into a prep or if you are in prep right now, I've literally just jotted down a few things that are just in my mind right now. But the first thing is secret preps are actual saviors, like personal saviors. I, there's no doubt in my mind that if I wouldn't be doing a secret prep and I hadn't have done it, I don't think I'd be still prepping, like no chance because I don't know about you guys, but I can't stand it when people are saying, oh, you're going to smash it. You're going to do so well. And I don't know why I have this thing where I just say in my head, you're not Mystic Meg. You don't know what's going to happen. And I, for me, I'd rather people not say that you're going to do well because you don't want that expectation of, oh, you're going to do so well. You're going to smash it. And then you actually don't just in case. So I honestly feel like this secret prep has just been like the best, the only way that I have been able to keep going and especially keep going now. So I can't stress enough how much I recommend doing a secret prep. You don't need to tell everyone everything you're doing every minute of the day. I've definitely learned that as well. It's kind of, it's cool to keep things to yourself and you don't feel like you have to owe anyone anything and explain everything to everyone. Even like my next shows that I've got planned, I've still not really told many people what I'm doing. Just because I want to keep some things to myself and it's fine to do that and to kind of have that kind of line where you go, nope, this, you just know when you need to keep things to the down low. And I honestly think doing that alongside everything else I've had going on has been an absolute game changer and something that I will continue to do most likely when I do my next prep, whenever the hell that's going to be. I will definitely just, again, keep it on the down low um, and just keep, keep things to myself. So secret prep, cannot recommend it enough. The next thing I've written down, I don't even know if this makes sense. <laughs> you can tell how preppy I feel right now. Is something or a lot of things will start to happen around your peak week, which are completely out of your control. And you just have to deal with them the best you can. Um, and I've also put down here, hang on, I've like half written it. 80% is better than 100%. So what I mean by that is there has been so many things going on. And this tends to happen every single peak week or preps like close to my show happened in 2018 has happened this year and I'm just like oh my god is it just the time of year that I prep I don't know but things tend to happen a lot that are very very stressful and basically Mike I started my peak week with my mum as a falling out of a loft lying on the floor and basically she's like really badly hurt her leg she can't walk there's a lot like that's been a big stress and that's been, I feel like every peak week I've had to be spending in hospital, which is kind of not what you want to do. Um, and a lot of times people say, oh, just, you know, don't stress on peak week. And you're kind of sitting there going, girl, I wish like it was as simple as that. But sometimes peak week isn't, it isn't stress, it isn't stress free as much as you try and make it stress free. Some things will just happen out of your control and you're just having to like 
kind of deal with it at that moment and just go, do you know what? I'm just going to forget for the next an hour or next two hours that I'm actually prepping and just focus on dealing with what's going on in front. And when I mean 80% is better than 100%, like there's been many of times this past few weeks where there has been so many things going wrong. Like I broke down in Bristol, coming back from Wales, it was the most stressful thing ever, completely by myself with no battery, like literally last week. And I just sat there and I was like, not got any supplements, haven't got any food prepped, phone's about to die. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I just started laughing. I just thought, of course, of course this is going to happen to me. But the reason why I want to come back to this 80% is better than 100% at this present time, because yes, with prep, yes, with being a bodybuilder or in the bodybuilding world, whatever you want to call it, yes, you've got a tick every box and nail it. But sometimes shit happens, okay? Sometimes things are completely out of your control and you have just got to deal with it the best way you can and make the smartest decisions, which aren't really going to be 100% because I had no scales on me, for example. So I couldn't weigh everything 100%, but it's either I try my best, hit 80%, give myself a pat on the back for going, do you know what? It's better than having a fuck it mentality and having a breakdown. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes when things are happening and it's on prep, there's even more pressure to be like this 100% robotic person. Whereas I prepped all my food and everything I needed to until the Wednesday. I didn't get home till Friday, okay? Because of all the stuff that was going on in my car. So I really want to stress sometimes that Yes, you'll see people on social media and yes, your coach wants you to be 100% with everything. But sometimes things will happen where that has to go out the window and you just have to make the best logical decisions because if you don't and you're trying to hit this 100% when it's literally impossible to in that moment in time, I feel like it develops really bad habits and like bad thought patterns. That's kind of what I've learned over the years anyway because then you go into that, well, if I'm not doing 100% one, what's the point of doing anything? And someone who's really good at listening to uh, in terms of his Instagram stories is someone called Matt Strong. I think he's Matt Strong Physique Collective on Instagram. But he talks about this. Like, it's better to do 80% sometimes than that 100%. Because sometimes when you don't hit that 100%, you're like, well, what's the point? You do that fuck it mentality. And that's when things go really, really down the shitter. So that's something that I have definitely learned this prep. As I say, it's not ideal. Does it make me less of a bodybuilder? Maybe. Do I care? Honestly, no. <laughs> because we are not just these ro- these robots who just eat, train, sleep, cardio, and that's it. Like we, a lot of us have a lot of stuff on our plates, and I think sometimes it's giving yourself in the pat on the back and be like, Do you know what? I've had so much stuff going on, considering the circumstances, and I've still abled to do the best I can and just still crack on regardless. And I think for me, allowing myself to not hundred percent be perfect all the time when these things are happening has meant that I've been able to keep going with this prep and not kick myself and just not like completely kick myself into the shitter, if that makes any sense at all. (laughs) Next thing, older people in hospital have the best perspective on things. And they really do because sometimes we get really wrapped up with what's going on with our own lives. We don't realise sometimes, even though the problems that we have are stressful, they're not as stressful as people that are in hospital not able to get out of bed and have kind of like stuck so I've been really listening to a lot to my mum and the advice that she's been giving because what she's been able to help me with is just kind of remember 
my why. I know it sounds really like cheesy, but just remember just to have fun with this stuff and just to go for it and not get too wrapped up with things and don't overthink and just literally ride with the waves. And it made me think, oh, do you know what? Like if I was in hot, say like if I was in hospital at this very moment and I could look at myself, even though I've got a lot of stresses on, I would still much rather have those stresses than be in hospital and not able to move and do anything. So that's really, really helped me to kind of stay as grounded as I can. And just remember that I just need to, as much as it's stressful, try and enjoy it as much as I can and just keep problem solving everything and pushing forward because it will come through with a solution. So yeah, older people just in general do have good perspectives. So definitely hit them up. (laughs) (laughs) if you are needing a different external perspective on things. Um, Next one, back-to-back shows on the same weekend aren't good when doing long distance. I can't tell you how exhausting that whole weekend was. Doing back-to-back on the same weekend when the locations aren't close is not fun because I forgot how much adrenaline that you are on from the previous show that you don't actually sleep much so you don't sleep much for the next show which then has its own effects and makes you really tired so I think I've definitely learned my lesson that if I ever do back-to-back shows ever again I would make sure that they are in a close proximity towards each other and I potentially wouldn't water load to be water loaded for the Saturday show which worked really well so I think going forward if I was to do a back-to-back with the same weekend I would maybe water load for the last show but not the first one, because I feel like the effect it had for the next show kind of wasn't the ideal. But again, I've learned and I've pushed forward. So it's always a learning experience. Next thing, you have to be selfish and protect your space and energy. So this is something that I have really have to clamp down on. And I have felt a bit of a dick for doing it. However, there's only so many... I'm trying to think of an analogy, but I can't think of one... (laughs) Like, there's only so much energy you and capacity you have, right? And there's only so much resource that you have to give to certain people and energy you have to give to certain people. And sometimes, especially on prep, when it's getting to those quite tricky stages, you have to pull back because you can't please everyone and you've really got to be selfish and protect your own energy because if not, you are going to be mentally drained and exhausted and it's just not going to be fun and it's just not going to be, my own experience, the best way to do it. So what I've called it is the personal lockdown. So a personal lockdown is the one because sometimes you need to just have a shutdown on everything, switch the whole world away and just, because there's so much going on and sometimes it can be quite overwhelming, especially on prep, that going on like a personal lockdown just kind of gets you to reset. Instead of being distracted and trying to run around here, there and everywhere, personal lockdown, shut things down and really focus and just have a moment to think, right, where do I need to be putting my energy right now? And is it actually in the best places? Because I've been pushing again with prep, with working, like the past eight weekends I've been away working. And I'd love to say that my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was taking time off. I wasn't because I was still having to work and sort things out and you know get on with other things. So I've had to really kind of pull myself back with how many people I'm kind of interacting with just for my own mental sanity. (laughs) And, you know, because of my mum and stuff, I just thought, you know what, there's so much going on and I can't, I know that I'd rather just not be as sociable 
and be a better person instead of trying to spread myself too thin in every single sense and just feeling really burnt out by the end of it. So a personal lockdown, just because we're out of the COVID life, personal lockdown can still be a thing and it's okay to do that. It's okay to just come away for a few days and you don't have to explain yourself either. I'm really, like, I just, I do say, you know, apologies if I've, you know, apologies for the delay, but if something isn't urgent, then does it really matter if you're leaving it a day or two to get back to someone? If they're a nice person and if they're your friend or family or whatever, they will understand. And no one should ever make you feel guilty or bad about wanting to have a bit of a lockdown and time to yourself. And that's something that I've definitely had to kind of learn a little bit more this year, especially as things have gotten busier with the business and everything like that. So personal lockdown is definitely a good one to consider. (laughs) I've put here, RuPaul saves lives. And I can't tell you how much RuPaul saves lives. So with a limited time I have, I, in terms of watching TV and Netflix and whatever, I've watched all the RuPaul seasons in the entire world. But do I really watch them? Hell yes, I bloody do. Because they're just really, for me, they're really good reminders about being grateful for what you have and, you know, self-love and expressing yourself and just letting go and being confident and letting yourself be who you want to be. Like, I just feel like there's certain things that you really just don't know why you just connect with so well. Um, And for me, like, RuPaul's Drag Race is just the one. And I feel like for, even though it's, yes, it's drag queens, like, there's a lot of things that are said, a lot of stories that you hear, and the way they walk on stage, there's a lot that us competitors can take away from that. So if you haven't, then, if you haven't been watching RuPaul's Drag Race ever, then what are you doing? So, (laughs) okay, next thing. I don't know how people feel about this one, but I'm going to be completely honest. Once the trophy is on the wall, it soon becomes a distant memory. So as soon as I stepped off stage for the NFM and FitX, I didn't really get much chance to really take anything in because I literally thought, my first thought was, I want to get back to hospital to see my mum. I've got this thing to sort out with Brexit. I've got this order to sort out with Brexit. And it was just like, it was a very flitting and quick thing. And I think that was a weird thing for me because I've always thought, I wonder what it feels like to win. Like, kind of, I don't know what I thought. I was like, what kind of, what, how do you feel and what happens afterwards? I think, well, because the, the trophies right now, they're downstairs in Joe's office because I thought, you know, he deserves the trophies <laughs> as much as I do. But as soon as, like, I stepped off stage, like, I was already on to the next thing with just everything else I had going on. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I just wanted to share that because it's just been, it's just been inside my head. But yeah, I'll do a proper rundown of everything once I've done probably all once I've done all my shows probably I'll do it but I'm so even like I'm so glad same weekend I got to experience the highs and the lows because it was just I just feel like it was the biggest blessing that I could have an experience that I could have as a competitor and as a person so yeah next thing um (laughs) staying stupidly busy post-show is the one I keep saying is the one with a lot of this but hey ho we'll roll with it really staying busy is I can't tell you how helpful it is because it kind of keeps your brain active and keeps you busy. Because I've always kind of thought, like, I'll see what happens after every show. And after the last few shows, I thought, you know what? Like, I had, like, a day of kind of, you know, you eat what you want. But I actually wasn't really, like, that bothered about anything. So I was like, ah, I've got loads to do anyway. So I'm just going to focus on work and just, you know, I'll kind of nibble on some pickerwicks And then that's kind of that. So I really do feel like staying busy is going to be 
a good thing to do if you are kind of worried about what to do when it comes to post-show. So the way my post-show is probably going to end is probably going to be around Black Friday potentially. So I'm definitely um, going to be happy with that because again, post-show being busy, um, it's just going to help distract my brain and hopefully get me out of the other side in a good spot. God, I've put some funny things down here. I'm not going to like not put them in. So most people only tend to care when you're lean and competing. Your likes will go up through the roof. And then once you get into off season, they will probably decrease. I've seen this a lot and I've experienced it a lot. And I think it kind of, it, it's hard with like, you know, the, the, um, the dopamines and like the not adrenaline, but you know what I mean? Like the happy hormones or whatever, when they talk about it with social media. When you're feeling like the post-show blues and stuff, I do think because there's so much hype with everything in your life when it, when you are competing, like, you know, everyone's really engaged, uh, likes are going up, everyone's talking about it, blah, 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 blah. And then when it comes to post-show, like, it does kind of, everything kind of starts to not fall down, but like come down, if that makes sense. And I do generally believe that some people really just are only bothered when you're lean. Um, they only bother when you're competing. Like, there's some people that I don't actually hear much from until they're competing. So... I do find it a bit of a strange one, but at the same time, all I can kind of say in like to kind of finish this kind of section off is just focus on the people that are there in the off season, like just whenever, because there is going to come a point that you won't be competing again. You might never just, you might decide to never compete again and focus on the people that are bought, like, you know, give you the time of day and want to know you and want to spend time with you regardless of what body fat you are, regardless of whether you are competitive or not, they're the people that you really need to focus on and the people that you should really appreciate. So the last thing I've put down here, and I probably say it's the most important one. And I feel like over the years with my experience with judging and tanning at shows and being backstage and just attending shows, like all the years I've done it and also competing as well. I have definitely realised there's a big difference between external and internal with competitors. I think sometimes people get that a bit twisted and a bit wrong. So the thing I've written here, and I feel like I'm in a position where I can say it and I really do believe it and I believe it to be factual because I've been on both sides now. So I've, you know, I've been very grateful to have won shows and also not win shows and been on both ends of the spectrum in terms of placings. But when things go wrong or when things go, don't go the way you want it to, people are very easy to blame the external. So if you don't place or if someone doesn't place, for example, it's you tend to hear people say, oh, well, the judges were off or that person was this or that person was that. Like, it's all about external. I hear a lot of external reasons when people describe why they didn't do well. Oh, I, you know, their Christ, they didn't meet the criteria or I don't know why that person placed. Like, there's a lot of external things when you look outward. Whereas when it all goes right... You don't talk about any of the external. You only talk about the internal. I did well. I did this. I did that. When actually, all of this is internal. All this journey, every single show, every single experience, the whole journey is internal. And the quicker you can learn that, whether it goes right or whether it doesn't go your way, it's all on you and it's all internal. And you've got to take the lessons from that whether it's been a bad experience or whether it's been a good experience. 
So when I didn't do well at FitX, everyone's like, oh, the judges were off. I'm like, well, maybe they weren't off. Maybe I needed to be better. Maybe I should have come into the show a little bit differently. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. Whereas as soon as I came off backstage at a couple of shows, you could like, and I've, I've heard it as well from being backstage generally. You hear it quite a lot and everyone's like, oh, that judge was awful. Oh, that was complete. Like they completely just blame everyone else but themselves. And sometimes it is just you. <laughs> and that's fine. Like that is fine. And I feel like I'm so happy that I've experienced it all. Because I feel like bringing that out of like, you know, if I ever never step on stage again this year, like I will, but you know what I mean? Um, like long term for me as, a, as an individual and as a person away from competing, I feel like what it really helps you to do is focus on the internal and like it's given yourself both a pat on the back being like, you look sick then you did amazing for that show. And then at the same time going, Ooh, kind of didn't hit the mark there we should have, you should have, we should have done this, we should have done that. Or maybe next time we can do this because I didn't hit it. And it's okay to admit when sometimes things hasn't, haven't gone to plan and when you've hit the mark and you maybe should have come in a bit softer or a bit leaner. Like, I feel like if you can harness that, I really do think you will be able to have a long-term sustainable career, or not career, but like, you know, journey in the competing world. I think sometimes when people are always blaming the external, they never actually, it's sometimes, it's easier to blame the external than it is to actually look within your side yourself and go, actually, I didn't do well there. I should have been better and I didn't hit the mark. It wasn't anyone else because no one else got me to this point. It was me. So yeah, I'm going to leave it there because my phone is about to die. <laughs> but I hope this has been a helpful episode anyway. I know I've kind of dipped a little bit into like the FitX and NFM, but I feel like, as I say, I'm just about to head into another peak week. So I'm just going to leave the show recap season stuff to another episode hopefully i've had a bit more food in me my brain can actually like think a bit more clearly but yeah let me know if there's anything as always that you want me to kind of cover i'm always really i love getting topics in because i know that if i'm going to talk about something it's something that you want to hear so do let me know and i'll see you guys in the next episode